Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. We're starting part two of our conversation today. Uh, We hope you enjoy. It started a a deep dive journey for me where I, you know, I got a hold of C.S. Lewis's um, uh, Mere Christianity and I read Tim Keller's Counterfeit Gods. And then I started to just cut down this rabbit, this rabbit hole of like, like reading and studying and wrestling. And, um, and God, God really, uh, changed my heart, um, in the sense of, you know, I was around church and I, and I really think I had some experiences with faith and that kind of stuff growing up, but there was that moment late in college where late in my undergrad, where I was like, man, I really believe in this stuff. And I really, um, I want to be shaped by it. And I want to, um, there's something happening in me. And I was on my way to, um, I think it was like a statistics class, which was awful, but I was on my way there driving. I was on 315. And I just remember listening to the audiobook of that, of that Tim Keller book. And like, uh-huh. I just felt like God was like, I don't I've never heard like an audible voice or anything, but it was just this, I started weeping and there was a strong sense of like, you need like, you need to serve the church and you need to marry Amber. Cause at that time I'd been, I'd been dating my wife for almost five years and I was just dragging my feet and like was thinking about moving away. And so like, I I was completely self-focused at that time and, and just worrying about my own story and um, really felt like, man, I need to get in or get out with this, with this, with this, with this beautiful, amazing woman and stop and stop um, messing around. Like just, just, you know, I need to marry her or I need to, or I need to let her go. And, yeah. and secondly, um, you know, I really just felt, I felt like, you know, they'd offered me a full-time job at the church when I graduated and I didn't want okay. to do it and I didn't want to do it. And I just felt like in that, that same car ride that it was like, no, um, this is going to shape you and form you. Like you need to, you need to put down some of your other aspirations and you need to serve the church. Yeah. So, so it's a pretty, yeah. pretty big shift, uh, planning to go to LA or Nashville to, I'm going to work at this church that started off as a music job. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was a huge, it was a, it was a major trajectory change for me. Um, I remember we got to, we got to play some pretty big shows as a band. And I remember, um, after one of them, we all sat down and like the guys were like, why don't we go for it? And I'm like, guys, I think I'm supposed to like get into church stuff. And they just all looked at me. Oh man. They just all looked at me like, are you stupid? Like (laughs) (laughs) church stuff. It was like, wait, what? You know? Um, so yeah. Yeah. So, um, this church stuff, how did, uh, (laughs) uh, you and I have both worked for, uh, Christian ministries, uh, prior to working at the refuge. Um, and I think we share, share the, um, I guess, compassionate hindsight for those where there was excellent, excellent experiences there, but it was definitely, uh, it was not easy. Um, and I don't think working, working for churches should be easy. Uh Um, but it's definitely not, um, what you typically think of when you're like, Oh, I'm going to work for a church. Like that sounds wonderful. Everyone's going to be so kind and understanding 
all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did, how did, uh, how was God working in your life? Um, cause at this point, were you married? Did you get married before you took this job? Uh, I got married a year after I went full time. Okay. So yeah. you're working full time. You get married at the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, so what brought you to Veritas? I was, I was, um, so I was on staff at that church for five years. Some of it was part-time while I was in college and some of it was full-time. But, um, during that time I kind of evolved, I didn't have the title, but I kind of basically evolved into kind of an associate pastor. I was leading young adult ministry and, um, helping, uh, helping like with planning sermon series and leading all the music and just really, I mean, I was learning a lot from, from the pastor and from their team. And in all of that, um, I, I got around Acts 29, which a lot of people on this won't know what that is, but it's, it's, it's a really large church planning network. And they, right. um, Nick Nye, who'd founded Veritas, they had just planted a couple years prior and the director who is, they were based in Seattle, but he happened to be in town because he went to school. He went to college with, um, with our lead pastor of the church I was on staff at. And to make a long story short, like I started meeting all these church planners and, um, I began to have a desire to teach because I was leading these, these Bible studies. And like, I just realized, man, like, I love talking about this stuff. And, um, and I feel pretty, I feel like I really enjoy helping, helping people, um, in their faith as I'm wrestling through mine. And so, yeah, you said church planning. What is like, uh, Sorry, starting, starting a church, yeah. like oh. either repurposing an old church or starting a new church. But um, it's just language people use when they're like start, right. starting something new. Gotcha. And, uh, and that was, that was really, there was, that was happening a lot um, in Acts 29. And now like Veritas is part of what's called a Harbor network, but it's just, you know, these, these guys get together and they, you know, they help, you know, they, they raise a lot of money and help each other to start, start new churches to help people in different neighborhoods and places around the country specifically. And uh, so, yeah, so all that, all that evolved into um, I was, I was offered a job at a church in Seattle to, to do music and it looked, it said, looked and sounded awesome. And, mm-hmm. but, it, but it meant like moving far away and Amber and I are both really close to our families. This was a year after we were married. And so that was hard because we were going to start having kids or trying to have kids. And we were like, do we want to be like two over 2000 miles away? Um, and at the same time, the board of the refuge, Bob Holy Cross, who's no longer with us, but he approached me and said, Hey, I've been talking to your dad as a board. We really are starting to feel like we need to be a part of some sort of church plant um, for the refuge men because because there's just, there's just this consistent fall off after they leave. And we want to have this community that we can offer people, excuse me, where after they complete the refuge, there's at least a place for community to, to continue to happen that, um, that we can build in there in the ref, the 614 vision was just starting to where it's like, man, we we're imagining this community of people on the West side of Columbus that, that are living and, 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 God's redeeming their story to then help other people too, that are on the West side. We've always been on the West side. And so he approached me and he said all that. And I'm like, that sounds great. And he's like, well, I think you should consider leading the church and like, we'll get behind you and support you. And I laughed at him. 
<laughs> and Bob's this old, you know, wise guy. And he did not, uh, I thought he was kidding. Uh, um, he did not laugh back. No, he didn't laugh back. And he just kept a serious look on my face. And he, he I rem- I don't, I might be exaggerating this part a little bit, but what I remember now is him kind of like pointing his finger at like, looking at me square in the eyes and, and, and being like, you, you need to pray about this. Cause I really think that you're the guy. And I was just like, I mean, I I'll pray about it, Bob, but I, I don't know. Uh, you know? And so we, you know, Amber and I, we met, we had this family meeting and we were in this time where we're like, do we go to Seattle? Do we stay at the church we're at? Which is like, where do we feel comfortable here? It's pretty, it's pretty simple at this point. Or do we, do we plant a church? And I'm like, Uh I don't really, you know, I don't really know what that means. Um, and I remember driving home one night after a, uh, a small, you know, a community group. And, um, I remember Amber just saying like, we can't, we can't leave these people. Like, because we had a handful of people that like, that knew about the refuge that were kind of around the refuge. And and we told them what we were wrestling through. And they're like, man, that would be awesome. We want to be a part of it too. And um, we just decided then like, we're going to, we're going to plant a church. Man. So what did, what were the, so for those, I get a lot of people um, are not familiar with like the church planting world, like the typical church plant from, it sounds like a good idea to opening day how long is that typically typically yeah typically a couple i mean typically at least a year but but at least a year typically that's a really fast from like we should start a church that's a that's a really fast one normally it's it's a couple it's at least a couple years yeah so typically a a multiple year process Mm -hmm. um bob holy cross approaches you says hey we want to plant a church we want you to lead it um, from that day to like, what was next? Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but for, for, for unforeseen reasons, um, I didn't have a big runway, you know, mm-hmm. I had mentioned that God, that of what might be stirring in my heart and whatever to, to the, to the current church I was on staff at. And, um, I wasn't on staff there for much longer. Uh, and, <laughs> And so, so I was just like, what do I, you know, what, okay. And so we planted the, the refuge, it was the refuge church. Now it's Veritas West, but we planted in six weeks. It was six weeks from the moment that I wasn't on staff at my previous church that I was on staff at to the first Sunday of gathering at this refuge. It was, it was six weeks. That's really fast. So yeah, it was really dumb. Yeah. As well. <laughs> I mean, we didn't really have a lot of options and we already had the refuge community and uh-huh. We had the refuges support. So it was unique in that regard. There was already this community. Um, but but I was blown away by uh, uh friends and 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 supporters of refuge and people coming around it that God was just calling. And um I remember on that first Sunday, there was like 150 people there um in this old German party house in Grove City. We didn't we didn't have a place to meet. We hadn't we didn't have enough time to really do anything. So we're like, well, there's this old German party house. The refuge is doing intakes out of it. They'll let us meet on Sundays. It's not ideal, but let's do it. And we ended up meeting there for like a year and a half. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be starting part three in our conversation tomorrow. We'll see you then.